Hey friends, thanks for checking out this episode of the Great Game Debate Podcast. We had a few technical issues on this episode, so please bear with us as we tried to edit around these issues. That being said, the show must go on. So sit back and please enjoy the show. Welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to discuss video games and our lives. I'll be your host, Caden Barathalene, and joining me as always is Jonah Gomez. How you doing, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Pretty good. I see you got that tie-dye t-shirt, man. It's starting oh, yeah. to feel that springtime vibes, Ooh. eh? Yeah, I got it. All uh, right. <laughs> I got it. I ordered it in uh, on Black Friday, and it just got here today, like wow. five months later. So Amazing. Uh, I am also I'm also joined uh, by Wes Bates, who uh, this time is not joining us from inside of his closet. It's a major development. What can you tell us, Wes? I made it out. <laughs> I got out of the closet. Finally, reached the next stage. Several podcasts, but I'm here. <laughs> I kind did too, but he ended up in prison. Oh no. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for that, Stephen. We are also joined by Stephen Beaumont, who is coming in hot with the jokes. Yeah, sorry. I'm a cover being Sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, it's my pleasure this week to uh, introduce our special guest, Jimmy Good. How you doing, man? I'm doing just fine. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It's a real pleasure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just awesome kind of wanted to, have to you, give Jimmy. you... Yeah, uh, just a special shout out because um, our whole podcast, I guess, sort of started because you had me and Wes on your podcast, and then you infected us with the podcast <laughs> disease, and uh, Gave so us yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. yeah, well, basically, the whole point is that uh, you actually just pass it on to somebody else, and uh -huh. then uh, if you guys do enough of the shows, then... I don't have to do the podcast anymore. That's how it works. You guys just have to take my place. It's like a, like an old horror story or something. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm so happy that you guys liked it enough and you started this. And people who are listening to this right now, they they like you guys for what you guys are doing. So I just, I really respect it and I applaud it. So good job, guys. Thanks, man. Okay. Thanks, man. Um, now, thank you, Jimmy. You're sort of uh, the, I guess, the, the main dude for uh, your YouTube channel slash uh twitch channel critical reviews uh what can you tell us about critical reviews for people who are unfamiliar uh basically critical reviews is the greatest youtube channel mm -hmm. and twitch channel that you're not watching uh so you know it's got it's got all this stuff all this uh, all these things that are basically just in my mind and as Caden, so you know properly put it i am the main dude so it's kind of stuff that just like interests me uh, I started this a long time ago with a couple of friends, but then they've kind of like fallen off. So it's like just kind of it's me. So it's anybody else. So I can kind of bring in on things. But I talk about games and movies, TV shows, things that I love and Disney stuff because I'm a huge Disney guy, too. So it's a bunch of things. It's a hodgepodge. And uh, once in a while, you know, we get to bring on people on the show and sometimes they invite me on a podcast. And that's really cool because I don't have to edit anything. <laughs> I just be a guest, which is really cool. So yeah. I appreciate it so much. But yeah, so <laughs> like my face and my voice, go over there, you get more of it. If you don't like either of those things, then maybe don't go over there because it, it's mostly this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
I've got a million questions, but my, my first one is oh, no. how many times you've been have you been to Disneyland? Because I see that you've got so many like episodes on Disneyland on your YouTube. Yeah, okay, great question. Um it's kind of in two parts. So Disney World versus Disneyland. I've been to Disney World um in Florida about thirty times. Disneyland? Oh Disneyland I've been there about five or six. Uh basically wow. what happened back in the day is I am I'm one of four kids. And my parents, way back when, um, it was actually kind of a cheap vacation to go down to Florida. I'm from Minnesota, so we would drive down there or sometimes fly. But we would get annual passes, and we might go twice a year. So I was a really lucky kid, and uh, it was kind of a hard like thing to talk to other kids about. And I'm like, what? You don't go to like yeah. Disney World twice a year, dude? Like, and so <laughs> I was really fortunate to get to do that. And then I just kind of like grew up and now I'm paying to go. So uh, a different experience as you'd imagine, Um, but I still love it. I love it a lot. It's just, it's part of, it's part of me. And I, man, the people who make Disney content are just like some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And they always respond usually to like emails and stuff. And I love it so much. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that's cool. Great question. That's really cool. My one Disneyland story. And this is like, it's hilariously bad. Um, I went to Japan in year 10 uh, for like, you know, J- Japan Japan trip for um, Japanese class. Yeah. And we went to, yeah, uh, Disneyland Tokyo. And I was trying to get with this girl. And so mm-hmm. I, t- I-, I took her on Pirates of the Caribbean and was like super creepily, <laughs> like just, just nudging across <laughs> oh, no. like o- on the seat. And then, like, oh, just like bombed so freaking hard and was let down. I was like, it was, it was pretty bad. I was sixteen. And... Yeah. Yeah, man. We all, we all have those yeah, stories, okay. you know. We all got to crash and burn hard at least yeah, one time before the, we figure out how to do worst, it right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'm just envious you got to go to Tokyo Disneyland, man. That's like my dream. You're just like, yeah, I just went there in like year ten for you know, Japan class. I'm like, that sounds incredible. Like for me, we didn't have yeah. Japan class in Minnesota. It was like yeah. German, French, or Spanish, or get out. Um, I also just like to give a quick shout out to uh, Jimmy's Twitch streams because, uh, you know, like many of us, I'm sure, when the pandemic hit uh, at the beginning of last year, we found ourselves with a lot of free time on our hands uh, because we couldn't do anything. <laughs> and uh, I'd yeah. never really uh, watched anyone on Twitch before that. And to be honest, I can't even really remember why. I just randomly found myself in your Twitch chat one day. Uh, but man, it was just uh, all downhill from there. You know, like, uh, I think the first game I started watching you play was Valkyria Chronicles 4. And uh, <laughs> dude, the streams are so jolly. Like, if anyone's listening to this and you're just really looking for a really like jolly, inviting, welcoming Twitch stream to go check out. Hop in a critical reviews Twitch stream, dude. Like Jimmy's such the the most. I see these like criticisms of like big streamers a lot. You know, like oh they never engage with the chat. Like why am I even in here? Oh they never like look at my posts in the chat. But like Jimmy will respond to you and ask questions to you. And uh, I asked him to make a spirit bomb live on stream <laughs> last time, and he did it. You know, like it's, it's great like time. The energy. Check it out. <laughs> Thank you so much. That that means a lot to me. Uh, I just 
I just really appreciate you coming to the streams at all. I just appreciate anybody coming to the streams. So it's you've been such a fun person to have there and to chat with. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks, dude. All right, do you guys uh, want to pick Jimmy's brain about anything? Jimmy, else did you uh, did you siphon the energy yes. from Caden? <laughs> well, kind of. It was like a I took it all, baby. Yeah, it was a chat <laughs> chat fusion spirit bomb and positive vibes. I want to know how many people were actually was... like screaming while he was. <laughs> oh, I was. Great question. I was. I think I scared the neighbors. I was like, I did. I like backed up from the mic, and I was like, ah! like it was. It was really fun. I was like, I know this. I can do this. So, so do you live in a, an apartment or in a house? I actually live in part of a house, uh, but eventually, when I move out to California, I would imagine it will be a closet. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So, yeah, looking forward Shit. to that. There you That's go. Great. I do have one more question. If if closet and i live in california <laughs> <laughs> i was hinting at it i was really I was subtly hinting at it. i was like Wes. Um, but you know i don't know what was that uh steven you had a question uh yeah so um i watched uh one of your pods with um brad alice and you were saying that you weren't into souls but then you've been playing souls so what's your yes. what was your history and why you didn't like the series and how's the turnaround been? Excellent. Man, Stephen, great question. Thank you so much cuz I was thinking about that the other day too. So my history with the Souls franchise has been thus. I watched my friend way back in the day play Demon Souls on PlayStation 3, like the old chunky like 747. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing this game and I was like, "Wow, this is kind of it's kind of crazy. I don't, you know, whatever i ended up getting dark souls eventually and my first time playing i got to blight town and this was on 360 wow. and the frame rate was so brutal i like i couldn't do anything or it felt like i couldn't do anything and i was kind of hitting my head against this wall and i was like you know what i'm kind of done with the souls franchise then we fast forward a few years and i buy my friend's playstation 4 he doesn't want it anymore he ends up buying another one later on i don't know why <laughs> he sells me that along with bloodborne and i was like you know what i'm gonna do this i'm gonna beat this so i get bloodborne and i i have his like playstation plus account it's got it's got like a month left or whatever so on a few of the fights of these crazy fights i had these moments these like almost uh wrestling moments of like run-ins from randos that would come in mid boss fight out of nowhere with like dlc weapons and like help me like do these <laughs> things and i'm like oh my gosh who's that guy who's that guy um so i i beat bloodborne and i like oh, wow. once i beat that final boss i was like this game sucks and i hate it i almost jumped through my screen when i beat father gascoigne um, wow, I didn't realize because, yeah. you know, this is that kind of game. It's like, well, if you put the music box down, it will stun him, obviously. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have a music box? Anyway, so uh, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just kind of done with the Souls franchise. But like any good thing on the Internet, if you tell people what you don't like, they often uh -huh. come at you many times and say like, oh, like, you know what? Like, oh, we, oh, you know, you love Dark Souls a lot. And it's like, yeah, I know, I know. And so Wes, I think, asked this question uh, when I Brad was going to be on, because Bradley Ellis from Easy Allies, obviously a pretty big uh, people who know him, he's a pretty big Souls fan, and uh, you know I kind of told him I was like I kind of levied my complaints about the the franchise with him, but I knew that my Twitch like chat, the group, the Legionnaires were kind of like they really wanted to see Souls, they wanted to me to give it a shot, so I was like, all right, I own Dark Souls one, 
let's go through it. They're going to help me. You know, we'll do co-op. We'll do all this stuff. And uh, between that and Dark Souls 2, which I've gotten into now thanks to Aiden, uh, it's been a lot more fun, but it's because it's been a an experience I can share with people. Yeah. And it's, like, really fun for me because, like, in the past, it was me alone in my room being angry and sad. Uh, and I do that did plenty of often. Did you play OG <laughs> or did you get the remaster? I actually played the OG version of Dark Souls, and now I've got Scholar okay. of the First Sin for Dark Souls <laughs> wow. 2. Uh, and it's right. weird because now I can see where people get super opinionated about things like after playing yep. both where I'm just like, <laughs> sure. like the backstab in Dark Souls 2 is garbage, like, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's like because I had to use a lot of backstabs in Dark Souls. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun experience getting to go through that and like see it from more of like a, a less intense perspective because I have the help of so many. And uh, like the old adage goes, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that's why I'm so appreciative Beautiful. to have like these people who like come in like Caden's like, all right, here's, here's what you want to do. You're going to get some sites later on. If you really want to site, then you can power stance if you want to do that or, or whatever else. And yeah, so it's been interesting. And I've heard Dark Souls 3 and 2 are kind of divisive. Like some people like 2, some people like 3. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I'll go into Dark Souls 3 after 2. But yeah, if the chat likes it, I always I try to entertain. You know, if people like stuff, I'll put myself mm -hmm. through a personal torment for them. You know, I could go ahead, Stu. I just, I was just going to say, like, yeah, I have actually a pretty similar, like, um, history. Like, Dark Souls, I, I, I picked up Dark Souls. It was the most hilarious interaction because I was in an EV Games and someone was trying to trade it in. I was actually looking for Dark Souls because I'd heard it was a hard game. I'd heard it on, on a TV show and stuff, and I was like, dude, I've got to get this game. I, I was already playing, like, Monster Hunter Try and stuff, and I was like, yeah, this is the next game. And like people like repping this harder than Monster to try, and um, and yeah, asked about it, um, or couldn't see it on the shelf. But then someone was trading it in. I'm like, oh, like I'll buy it off of you, like, cause cause he was asking how much it was for, but he, he didn't have it on him. He, he had it at home, and he's like, oh, it's a really hard game. It's a hard game. You oh, you don't want to play it. I'm like, oh, that's I can't exactly good conscience sell this it. to you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But like, luckily they did have one out the back, so I was able to buy it. But I fell off at um at Sen's Fortress, um mm -hmm. on the PS3. But then I, then I went three, uh, three, Bloodborne back to one remastered on Switch, which was a blast. And yeah, um, that's how I wrapped up the series. But like, it's just it's such a different like mindset. The fact that it's the inverse of the power fantasy is such an interesting way to play a video game like the fact that no you don't like no, unlike a metroid game you, or a zelda game you don't get overpowered by the end like you yeah. just stay or you're always at level with the with the boss or below mm. like that's just how the game runs like because it is the inverse you are not the hero like you may scrape by you're the struggler like like guts uh, um, from berserk you are the struggler yeah. um I think Miyazaki's been on record even saying that, like, he just likes to suffer. Like, he gets pleasure from it, and he's <laughs> made the game for himself, you know? Like, <laughs> he just wants to make a game to fulfill his own fantasy. <laughs> and apparently a lot of other Miyazaki. people share it, yeah. Um, so, Jimmy, I have had this song stuck in my head for, like, a few days. You know, in the Lord of the Rings series, whenever there's, like, a bird's-eye view of, like, 
them just traveling over land, like over the mountains or whatever. And it's that mm. one that's like, da, 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 da. It's just been stuck in my head. And like the only Lord of the Rings content I've consumed in the past few weeks is your Lord of the Rings videos on your channel. <laughs> so I think it's your fault. <laughs> but yes, I did it. Wonderful. Um, you had this video uh, recently that kind of blew up, right? Uh, like comparing the differences between orcs, goblins, and orcai and all that kind of stuff, right? Yep, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I say it like oh. that because, okay, here's my... Uh, I'm sorry, what's your question? I don't want to cut no, you go off ahead, there. Go ahead. I was going to say, here's my joke for people. I've been making videos on, on YouTube for years now. And I'm sorry if people are listening to this or like this guy. Just, just now, just listen to this though, folks. For those people, usually my videos might hit like 20 views. So imagine you're a comedian and you've been performing once a week at a club, and five people show up. But then one night, 30,000 people show up, and you're like, "Uh oh, <laughs> the jokes! I am so sorry." Like the, there was, I loved making this video. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time, but I didn't realize uh, how passionate base would be about uh some of the specifics of the things <laughs> that i was taking as kind of subjective to my own personal kind of headcanon um there was a few terms in in the video i probably should not have used because they were kind of more book terms which opened up a fun can of worms to my i'm learning a lot about uh stuff sure. consistently uh about this so for the past like yeah, I would just get like all these um, comments, and a lot of the people were super nice uh, and really like they're like, "Oh, more of this would be great." And like other people were like, "Do you want to keep making these types of things?" I was like, "I don't know if I can because like I don't want to be a Lord of the Rings channel, and I also I would have to go like really research stuff and then just kind of regurgitate information as opposed to being like this is the way I kind of see things." Uh, but yeah, yeah that was a, sure. a really fun video. I I always wanted to make, and the funny thing is, the one that I did before that was like about kind of Frodo and Sting. That one didn't do nearly as well as the orc one. I'm like, what is it about orcs that people are like looking up on YouTube like 20 years later? They're like, I gotta know orc guy, you know, like this. Uh, I wonder if it's just because there's been such a big resurgency in um, like D and D and stuff, and so people I was gonna are, say, yeah. people are looking up D and D stuff, and then say your video comes uh, across their their feed, and they're like, oh, I like Lord of the Rings. I wonder what this is, and then they end up watching it, and they're like. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Warcraft, yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, so many fantasies wow. just have orcs in them, you know. It's just uh, how it is. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a wide net to cast. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I was it's just like happy because one, worst... one of the jokes that. Oh no, Stephen, please. I was just gonna say it's one of the worst classes to pick in um in like Elder Scrolls games because I I can't remember what their buffs are, but they always suck. But like. <laughs> They're such a cool-looking character, but just their their specific. Hey man, you got Berserker Rage, plus fifty percent damage for yeah. eight seconds or something. Argonian, like man, breathing underwater. Hell yeah, pretty good. Cool. Well, uh, if you're not like a super uptight Lord of the Rings fan who will murder someone for getting something slightly <laughs> wrong, I highly recommend watching the video because uh, it's just really funny. It cracked me up. There's this bit at the end you have with Elrond. I won't spoil it, but oh my god, that cracked me up, dude. It's good stuff. 
I was happy that somebody liked that because I put that in and I don't know if it was that one or the Frodo one, but I was like, I put that in and then I saw your comment on that and I was like, oh, thank God somebody thought that was funny because I was like, I put all this t- like time and effort trying to make me look like I was in the movies sort yeah. of. And I was like, I wonder if anybody's going to care about this. <laughs> but I was like, I care about it. So uh, yeah, no, I appreciate so many people watching it and it was just cool that anybody watched my, my little Lord of the Rings video 20 years later. Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I uh, hope you uh, killed Arthas on your way in and stole his Frostmourne because it's time for the icebreaker. <laughs> you know, it is what it is <laughs> for our uh, our uh, our viewers on YouTube. Uh, make fun of us in the comments Enjoy for that. that one. Did I? Uh, <laughs> I I don't uh, play World of Warcraft. Did I pronounce all those terms correctly? I just don't want to get eaten alive by. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like Frostmourne is basically like evil Excalibur. But I say that now, and hopefully someone will pop in here and be like, <laughs> actually, I'll be like, God no. <laughs> Well, uh, our icebreaker uh, this time, uh, Wes apparently Those, has some uh, Lord of the Rings game. fans will jump in and correct us. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Lord of the Rings fans. I love them. <laughs> Gotta say that. Now, Wes, I believe you have a mysterious game prepared for us this week. Is that correct? Yeah. So for the icebreaker this week, uh, I prepared a uh, trivia game for everybody. It's called Ooh. Who's the Boss? And actually, I probably should have called it uh, Who's Not the Boss? Because okay. the goal of the game, I will present you with uh, a series of bosses from different from different game series. Uh, it's a multiple choice, and you guys have to identify which boss is the fake boss. This is exciting. This is very and you exciting. can uh, cool. you can um, keep your own you can keep your own scores. Okay. Uh, so everybody keep their own scores as we go through and uh, so we'll go through you guys can give me your answers and then uh i'll tell you what the real one is okay there's Excellent. there's Thanks nine of these. so we ready yeah yes okay perfect okay so the first so the first uh the first series is from resident evil mm. okay so which of these bosses is a fake uh a ustanak b Draghi Nazo. C. Popo Karimu. Oh no. D. Ver- D Verdugo. E. Violoid. Oh no. Wow. That actually got really, really. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Popo ka what now? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I thought I was going to do well on this. I was yeah, like, I know. He's like, like Resident Evil, let's yeah. go. And he started listing off all these bosses. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> Does everyone have their... Uh, their... I'm going to say two. I'm going to okay. I'm gonna go... Uh, I'm going to go D. I'm going E. That's Bioloid. Never heard of it. Suspect. Uh, I'm gonna go with Violoid as well because I'm the biggest Resident Evil fan there's ever been. <laughs> the the answer is E Violoid. Oh, yes! Wow. Yeah, I knew it. Nice job, guys. So, uh, next is from Mega Man X series. Hey, Gravity Beetle B. 
Bliss Rhino. C. Sting Chameleon. D. Morph Moth. Or E. Split Mushroom. <laughs> Split Mushroom. Mushroom just sounds weird as a Mega Man boss. Yeah, it it'll really probably does. be that, but I'm going with the. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go D because I don't think they usually do alliteration. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I'm saying split chameleon, man. That sounds <laughs> suspect. I'm sure that's the everybody's favorite boss in Mega Man. <laughs> like, Jimmy's just bringing the okay, fire. I'm you... gonna. I'm gonna say. Everybody e as have well. their answer. Yeah. Yes. Here is the this rhino. Oh. Um, split mushroom is from X2. Okay. Question three. Jimmy, I put this one in just for you. It's Gears of War bosses. Oh, Anybody no. doesn't know, Jimmy is a big Gears of War fan. Oh, God. We ready? Yeah, let's go. Ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, a. Corpser. B. General Karn. C. Hmm. General Rom. D. Scourge Behemoth. E. Matriarch. Yeah, I've played these games, but I... Uh, it, Any guesses? It's been a while since I've played the first three. Scourge Behemoth sounds Even like though... some Final Fantasy nonsense to me, so I'm going with that. <laughs> Honestly, I think that is in, uh, in Gears, though. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I, I sound definitely like a Gears name. But at the same time, I think that's like a double bluff. Like it sounds so, like <laughs> it sounds so PS3 360 era that I'll go with A because it's just so cringy. Uh, I'm gonna go with B. General something. Yeah, I think he threw Con. both those in there Jimmy? for a loop. Uh, I feel like this is gonna like I'll get this one wrong and it'll be like you're not a Gears fan at all. Um. <laughs> Lord of the Rings videos have ruined me. Uh, no, uh, I I think it's Scourge Behemoth, but because uh, I can confirm a few of those for sure. But we'll see if I'm wrong. Answer is Scourge Behemoth. Yes, oh, yes. got it right. Uh, what is Scourge Behemoth from? Did you just make that up? I just made it up. <laughs> okay, oh, awesome. Man. That that sounds legit. <laughs> it is fake. Less cringy than Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> all right jumping into the ne next question it's from final fantasy and how so many bosses to make this fair, uh these are final bosses from final fantasy because final so many bosses it's a huge series so i picked final bosses a nirvana hmm. b oh. cloud of darkness c neo x death D, Necron. E, the Undying. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Gonna go B. Titus's dad not an answer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm... Gonna, I'm gonna go with Dark Cloud. Yeah, that's what I... I'm gonna go with A. Uh, Nirvana just sounds... 
made up. The other ones I can kind of buy. I don't know why. I'm probably wrong, but Jimmy, what's your guess? I'll say Dark Cloud as well. I know that's a. I know that's like a old PS2 game. Uh, the answer is a Nirvana. Oh. You Cloud fools, of Cloud Darkness, Darkness is, from Final is Fantasy the final 3. boss from Final Fantasy three. Oh. Everbladed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh Caden, it's a good thing that you got that that you got that right because Nirvana is Yuna's celestial weapon from Final Fantasy X. Uh that's right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh moving All on. Right. Next one. Next question. Uh <clears throat> next question is from the series. Which of these is not a boss? A, a Argarok. B Godan. C. Georg. D. Mothula. E. Fanquad. I think it's E. I. Well, isn't Fanquad the prince from Shrek or something? <laughs> Farquad, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with B. Uh, Farquad. <laughs> I'm going to go with B. I don't remember what it was, but it seemed the most suspect yeah. to me. I think I was C. No, doesn't. I'm pretty sure Godan's from um, Majora's Mask. Isn't it the, the bull? It's called like goat? Like. Got, yeah. Oh, it's got. It's not Godan. Yeah, that sounds got. like a. That sounds like a Godzilla kaiju. Godan. Oh, it sounds like Rodan. Yeah, That's I'll what go it with is. B as well. Right. Process of elimination. Thanks for the fact check there. Uh, I'll go with Fenquad because I just I feel like I'm just throwing <laughs> a knife in the dark. The answer is E Fenquad. Yeah. Why didn't I? Uh, I just thought it was too easy. I so, I can job, keep Jimmy. my sword and shield on my wall now. Yeah, yeah boy, Jonah. <laughs> Did you also just come up with the name Fanquad, Wes? You guys should have gone with Shrek, can I say? <laughs> Link helped me out. <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, the next question is from Metal Gear. Oh, I and, got this. And uh, this is all from Metal Gear Solid series. Is it A, Shagahod, B, The Despair, C, Suicide Gecko, D, A Tank, or E, Fortune? You all have to go before me because I know the answer, and I'm going to say you're all wrong, and then tell you what the answer was after at the end. God, I hope it's Suicide Gecko. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Suicide Gecko. Like, uh, I really want to just say a tank. <laughs> you're all wrong. The answer is the despair. Am I right, Wes? <laughs> that is correct. The despair is fake. Dang it. So who is Suicide Gecko? <laughs> so, good job, Caden. You know your Metal Gear bosses. Thank you. I do. <laughs> Suicide Gecko is from Metal Gear Solid 4. It's one of the... They're like a, it's a riff on the Metal Gear Solid 1 bosses, basically. I don't think it's... Uh, I don't know if it's actually a boss. It's just like an enemy. The Gecko are like the little tiny bipedal Metal Gears, but... The suicide geckos just have like bombs attached to them and they explode when they get close to you. But it yeah. was listed in the Metal Gear Wiki as a as a sub boss. Okay. I'll just so, look that up. 
Um, all right. Ready for the next one. All right. Um, next one, uh, special for Steven, Metroid series. Ooh. Here we go. Is Which one is not the boss? A, Kiru Giru. <laughs> B, Thardis. C, Dragon. D, Metroid Zero. Or E, Natori. What was B? Thardis. I'm going with D. Metroid Zero sounds made up. It does. What was A? Give me one, one, one more run at A. E was Natori. It's either D or E. I'll, I'll go D. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm a poser. I don't actually play video <laughs> games. All of those are fake. They're all cardboard, by the way. I've never played a video game. I mean, game. usually you can't even. I just watch know. Netflix and like I listen to what is on the anime and the video <laughs> games they play, and that's what I sort of talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with E just because I have no idea. I have Absolutely. no idea either. <laughs> okay, right. everybody uh, have their answer? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go D. I'll go D. D is fake. Metroid Zero is not a yes. boss. You guys just piggy piggybacked off of me. So good job, I, guys. I just picked a <laughs> letter, bro. <laughs> the next series is Halo. Ooh. Uh, we have I'm A. Tartarus. B is Urdidact. C, Warden Eternal. D, 343 Guilty Spark. Or E, Flood Seraphim. I got it. Do you, do you fight 343 Guilty Spark in one of the games? I, I, I don't think know. so. I, I think you do. Mm -hmm. I'm just going with A because I didn't recognize yeah, it. Yeah, I think it That's is A. Steven, Jimmy? It's A. I'm going to say A, but I, I have no idea. <clears throat> The correct answer is E, Flood Seraphim. Oh, oh you got us all. <laughs> There's well no such thing Dastardly, as a Flood dude. Seraphim. That sounds Dastardly. so legit. <laughs> yeah. That sounds, that's, I never stopped yeah. to ask their name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tartarus hey. is from Halo 2. 343 Guilty Spark, you fight in Halo 3. Okay. So... There you go. And you got one All more right, for us? and this is the last one, and it's near and dear to uh, Caden and Jimmy's heart. We're talking Monster Hunter. I, there's no way I can lose. Like I'm gonna laugh <laughs> so hard if you lose. miss this. They're so distinct. You fight them so many times for so long. You can't forget True. them. True. Okay, so the hardest part of this one is gonna be me pronouncing these because <laughs> some of these names are. Uh, pretty insane. Okay, so which of these which of these is not a monster hunter monster? A Ludroth. B Valstrax. C Haal Soroath. D Daren Moran. Or E Gypseros. I got it. I got it. Steve, uh, got the got the answer. I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go B. I'll go with A. I have no idea. It's C. You're all wrong. Is I it? almost said C. 
I literally can't hear the third one. I, I'll say E, even though it's wrong, but <laughs> just because it is correct. It is, it is C. There is no Ha'al Saroath. That sounds so legit, and the way that you struggled to pronounce it made it seem like it was legit, too. So good job. Yeah, All right. Because it reminds me of like Magda. What's, what's the, the massive. Zora did, you know it wasn't, did you know it was Zora fake? Zora Magdros, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. How many points did everybody get? I had six Zero. points. A one, one. I got two. <laughs> Three. So I'm the I'm the champion, is what you're saying. All right, Caden is the winner. Officially Yay. a gamer. All right, you all are posers. I'm the real gamer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks so much, Wes, for putting that game together. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can do some more stuff like that in the future. Uh, but uh, we'll be moving on from the icebreaker now and uh, into our new segment, I guess you could say. Um, anyone who's anyone in the world of gaming knows this week there's been a lot of gaming news uh we had a playstation or rather sony state of play a nintendo direct and a pokemon presents it's pretty crazy too much news for us to all go over uh in this podcast but uh, we thought it'd be fun just to have each of us pick out one announcement from all the news and uh you know sort of uh, give our take on it and discuss it a little bit um i'll give the honor of starting us off to our uh special guest this week jimmy uh, was there a particular announcement that uh, struck your fancy this week? Yeah, thank you for letting me start. Uh, I thought the game that was announced over at the State of Play, Sifu, looked kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs or the information about it from um, the trailer that kind of showed off, but from what I gather, you are uh, someone who is pretty good at martial arts. To some degree, uh, you are going to be fighting a bunch of people or kind of cool, nice one-on-one, -on -one, kind of intimate one-on-ones. And there was a, definitely a shot in the trailer that reminded me so much of, like, Daredevil. It was, like, panning through this hallway, and it's just, like, a bunch of dudes, and, like, your guy shows up, and he's like, I'm going to fight all of them. And I was like, or just, you know, this guy doesn't say anything, but I just like that. I was like, oh, cool. Like, it's a, it's a martial arts-style game where, uh, you know, they've, they'll bring weapons. You might grab, like, a pipe or something, it seems like, too. Uh, I was like, this is cool, and there's an art style to it that makes it stand out, which I think with games like this, when they're newly announced, it really helps. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to Sifu. I think that's kind of a cool game. Yeah, it looks sick. Now, I'm just going to over-narrate this part, just just to be not rude, but just for any of the cinephiles out there, uh, yes, I understand the hallway scene from Old Boy is first, but this one is definitely the seat, the hallway scene from the raid redemption, which is what, which is what daredevil copied, like almost to the letter, even the, the head smacking the wall all the way down. Like they copied it one for one on daredevil. Oh. So just thought I'd just chuck that in there. Fair enough. Yeah. Just so you don't get <laughs> flamed for it. <laughs> it's okay. I still got to watch those raid movies. I haven't seen them yet. So oh my God. The raid one is the like top three action movies. Oh really? Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, this game, Sifu, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the developer. Um, I'm struggling to remember their name right now, but they made a game a couple years ago called Absolver. Do you mm -hmm. remember this? Yes. Yeah, and uh, slow that clap. game... Slow clap. Gotcha. Thanks, Wes. Um, but uh, <laughs> that game was like a really interesting proof of concept, but wasn't actually that much fun to play for me anyway. No. But uh <laughs> It it was mostly PvP online with some like AI bosses, but the the concept was really cool. It's like just by fighting, 
you unlock like new moves and then you like make your own combos. So, you know, almost like a third person adventure, like fighting game, like Tekken or something where you build your own combos. So um, I'm pretty sure Sifu's supposed to be um, single player only. So it'll be kind of interesting to see this team be able to tackle something with more of like a handcrafted feel and like maybe some more interesting like enemy variety or enemy AI instead of just fighting like the same dude over and over again who just spams like the one move and you can't deal with it and then you die like an absolver. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm curious. I'm, I'm already seeing this game like with like its set pieces that they showed in the trailer. I'm already seeing it like going to be a crazy speedrun game. Like just people oh, yeah. maxing the combos and then seeing how fast they can get through each uh, scenario. That is if there isn't like big story beats to it and like long cutscenes, but I'm sure you'll be able to skip those. So I really want to see what kind of uh, speed runs there will be of this game. Yeah, that's a really good point. That'll be super fun. Uh, did anyone have anything else I wanted to say about Cebu? I've got a non sequitur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to ask. Does do Americans do the slow clap because it's like used in like cricket all the time, like when people are going to bowl, you do the slow clap. Does I mean slow clap happen in the American? I, I I don't really know what that means, so I guess <laughs> not. Like, and then you speed up, at, at, like as like uh, so, it's a crescendo. It's a crescendo. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't think that's really a thing. I guess. Yeah, it, right. it is in some sporting events. I don't know that people do it normally. Yeah. You're right. I think I've seen right, it well, at concerts too, but I think that's about it. I'll go ahead and roll it right on over to you, Jonah. Uh, what was the announcement that stuck out to you this week? So I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. Oh. But <laughs> I think Knockout City looked pretty pretty freaking cool <laughs> okay all right good night everyone See you later. <laughs> okay let's, yeah let's... i'm willing to hear you out before i pull the trigger <laughs> okay so from from us as the great game debate i'm usually the guy that's more into multiplayer games and whatnot mm -hmm. and right. i think some of the like I feel I'm I'm hoping I should say I'm hoping that this game kind of has like a Rocket League um, mm. like feel to it. So like everyone looked at Rocket League when it first came out on uh, PS Plus and they're like, oh, it's just an it's just an indie race car soccer game. It's nothing big. And look at it now. It's it's yeah, literally one of the top five esports games out there. And I'm not saying I, I Rocket City is going to be a top five esport game or whatever, but I feel like it had enough technicality and there's enough in there for uh, team-based gameplay that it'll make some really interesting matches. And I I just want to see more of like the game types and stuff. Sure. I thought it was really cool that you could like curve the ball around corners and you could kind of have like that wanted curve the bullet thing and you yeah. can lob it over stuff and the more times you catch the ball the more power it builds up and so it makes the ball fly, uh, fly faster so i think it's gonna i didn't know that yeah i think it's gonna uh create some uh interesting things because uh in the trailer it shows 
two teammates passing the ball back and forth to build up power mm -hmm. and then they throw it and it goes a lot faster. So I think it'll have some interesting um, mechanics behind it. The most interesting thing I saw in the trailer was if you don't have a ball, you can curl yourself up into a ball and your teammate can pick you up and throw you as a ball, which oh, uh, I thought was kind of yes. cool. Yes. Cannibal special from X-Men. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Possible uh, special. Sorry. Possible special. Do you think this will be a game that just like, you know, comes straight to PlayStation Plus or something like that? Or would that be a good thing for it? You know, should it come to PlayStation Plus? Not not trying to say like, like games that do that as a like, knock against it's them. A, you know? It's pull a PlayStation a, Plus game. Pull a Destruction All-Stars. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that game dead in the water, dude. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> But I mean, you got you got to look at like the destruction car games. That was very yeah. like early to late, or actually, that was all PS2 and then very early PS3. And with like um, uh, Twisted Metal and stuff. And why do you think? Why do you think they ha they haven't made? An I know people say they yeah. want another Twisted Metal, but how many people done, are gonna stay with know? with Twisted Metal? You know, I mean. Sure, it's you got nostalgia and whatnot, but I don't think the gameplay is going to hold up. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, did, anybody uh, else have... did you guys oh, did you guys see um, that Sony just announced a, a Twisted Metal uh, TV show that they're doing? <laughs> of course. Wow! They did. I can't wait to see the actors. Is <laughs> it animated? I'm guessing or... the um. Oh, actually, no, he passed away. I was thinking of like the the guy from um, House of a Thousand Corpses would be the um, oh the sweet tooth, but he passed away. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know that guy's name. He did pass away. He's in the Rob Zombie movies, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that dude's creepy looking in like a cool way. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I uh, actually have two more non sequiturs. Can I just jump on these? Yeah, sure, dude. Go for it. So. First one. Um, do you guys have like the like trampoline like cities or tramp? Like it's just a yeah. place where there's heaps of trampolines yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and like they sometimes like play trampoline dodgeball and stuff. Oh, that would be so yeah. sick. So uh, I was there with a bunch of mates, and we're like twenty twenty ish at the time, and it was for a mates going away <laughs> party, and um, we're we're all playing dodgeball against each other. But of course, like a young kid jumps on there and doomed. And one of our mates and just a young kid is just like we've just left and, and we're just like, oh come on, you got you gotta go and just no. rockets it at this kid. <laughs> oh my god, you're the worst human being in the world. Critical um, hit. Yeah. Um yeah, that was oh, good fun. I've got I actually oh. have a really good story about a place like that too. So uh, yeah. we went there for my 18th birthday, and we're all a bunch of seniors in high school, and so we're all we're all messing around and whatnot. And my buddy's like, "Dude, I think I can do a double front flip on a trampoline. I'll try and do it in the foam pit." <laughs> and he totally gets a rotation and a half, and smacks his head right on the edge. Thank oh. God it had foam. But like, <laughs> he's like, he's just like dead in the water, pretty much. We don't, we don't see him. He's like in the foam. We just see the top of his head, and we're all yelling at him. We're like, "Dude, are you okay? You okay? You okay?" And then after like thirty seconds, he like he kind of like sticks his arms up and comes out, and he's like, 
I'm good, guys. <laughs> oh, fast forward. King of the to, phone. <laughs> fast forward 30 minutes later. He's throwing up in the bathroom because he gave himself a concussion. And so yeah. <laughs> we had to, uh, we, we took him home and he's just, he's just like puking out the window. And then we get to my house and he's like, guys, I'm really tired. And we're like, dude, don't fall asleep. He's still alive, but I mean, I, <laughs> severe brain damage, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you guys. My only, for... other, my only other question is my, my 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 segment of questions for Americans is, um, you're the youngest, Jonas. So, do they still play dodgeball all the way through? Like, like, uh, what's what's your young school called? Elementary uh, school. Uh, elementary school um or is it middle like school safe for safety reasons they don't do it anymore no everyone's a bunch of sissy lalas and so we don't play fun games in uh gym class anymore yeah yeah because yeah, we used up. to play like british bulldog and then people like you know breaking bones and stuff and then they <laughs> have to change it to like playing scarecrow and uh there's uh, octopus with like our like keepings off games but we never played like dodgeball yeah, they they went to they went to these soft foam balls and they. they I don't know what those play. are. Yeah, I don't know what those games are either. But we went to these soft foam balls and they just wouldn't fly for anything. And then people were still crying and upset about it. So they just like <laughs> they just axed it. At least that's how it is. That's how it is out here in Washington. Like they just they don't play those games anymore, which is it's it's a bummer. Because, I mean, it's yeah. fun. Like, kickball, catch the ball, and then you nail the kid <laughs> while he's running to the base. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> Visceral. All right. Well, uh, moving on from dodgeball. <laughs> uh, what about you, Steven? What's your uh, highlight from the news this week? Okay, my, my one is definitely my, my gaming comfort food for this year. It's the game I'm definitely looking forward to the most because i know it's coming out unlike all the other games that i'm super looking forward to and aren't coming out this year um and that is new pokemon snap um mm -hmm. it looks just so chill i don't care if it's four hours or ten hours long i don't i don't care it can it can be finished in playability a night or it can be finished in like a week um it's really cool how they've updated the because they obviously haven't worked out how to improve the ai on capturing photos but that what they've done is change it to a star system so it's pretty much there is only a set amount of photos with, with variants that you can take that will give you a certain star rating so i'm guessing a bad photo will get you one star and onwards um and then the, like the coolest shot you can take will be four stars and that'll be a set like you know the the whole pikachu on the surfboard thing from pokemon snap one that would be your four star thing or like Charizard, you know, making Charmeleon yeah. you know, turn into Charizard, etc., like that. Um, so it's a it's a clever way to improve it without like working out the AI to know about. Because <laughs> my biggest thing was like I would have liked to to do the rule of thirds at least, which would mean that yeah. you don't always have to center a shot. Unfortunately, I haven't done that. But because of the stars, I'm wondering you possibly can. But they also added the um, caveat that you can. Um, do post effects so you will yeah. be able to hopefully move the camera and make 
make the shot how you want it to be, even if it's not how the game wants it to be. Um, sure. So, yeah. That's my biggest thing about it is just, like, it's just chill. We're going to listen to some really cool music, I'm sure. Yeah, dude. Um, or, like, you know, it's that perfect podcast game. Like, if you like a good podcast, oh, yeah. listen to critical reviews. If you like hurting yourself, listen to ours. But, um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> But like it just it just it just fills that role for a game that I know I'm gonna enjoy. I don't care if it's a seven star, you know, se- se- seven out of ten or ten out of ten. That's where it lives in my head, and it's perfect no matter what. Like so, yeah, I'm super. Sure, dude. I'm um, gonna laugh when he says it's perfect no matter what, and it's just uh, riddled <laughs> with microtransactions. Oh. <laughs> oh. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. oh. It's it's sad to say I'll buy the DLC, but I will buy the DLC. <laughs> <I will. laughs> um, Steven, I saw um, in a press release, it wasn't like hinted at or shown in the trailers at all that there. It's it's kind of like uh, you know, like a less intense version of how the stages work in Hitman. Apparently, by performing well in the photo stages in the new Pokemon stat, you unlock like new either new areas or like new Pokemon appear or the Pokemon do different things. So there's actually like an incentive to replay the levels because new things happen that didn't happen the first time you went through. How does that make well, you feel? It's, it, that, it is similar to the original because you can't do the oh, secret okay. photos until you finish the last level. And then it's like, gotcha. oh, there's these like, and, and there's things that you've seen and you, they're pretty obvious, but they're like, oh, there's like secret Pokemon which were like, um, like mountains and like, for instance, there there would be like a cave that looks like a a kingla or a crabby. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think it's a kingla. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, right. and, and and Ditto Mountain and stuff like that. So like, then you go take those photos and then you get to go do Mew, which in this one is Celebi, which is hilarious that we're twenty years later and they're like, mm. hey, we're up to Gen two now, <laughs> like Gen two <laughs> mythicals. Um, yeah, that part is, of the yeah. trailer when it's like, oh, and what's that? Huh? It's Celebi. I was just like, yeah. oh, okay. Who, yeah. who cares? It's, it's a little bit behind the times, but you know they're catching up for for lost time. Hey, you know so, what? They've been making this game since uh, lost time. <laughs> they've been making this <laughs> game since Steven. Gen Two. <laughs> it's it's the Duke Nukem uh, forever of uh, Pokemon games. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um. Now, Jimmy, I know you're also uh, quite a big Pokemon Snap fan. Uh. Whoa! Our first spit take live from Jota. A uh, little little uh special reward for our oh, our, our uh, YouTube viewers. Um. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, uh, Jimmy, uh, I believe you have a full playthrough um, on your YouTube channel of Pokemon Snap. Uh, I think you're a pretty big fan of it. I mean, what are your uh, impressions slash expectations of new Pokemon Snap? Yeah, well, it's actually kind of cool to hear Steven talk about it because I actually, like, I saw a little bit of the trailer, but it's one of those things, like, in movies now. I don't really need to see trailers for things. I'm already there. Same. It's just, like, the fact that they're making another Pokemon yeah. Snap. I was like, I don't, just send it to me. I'll pay. It's fine. Right. Uh, I am really interested in it, for sure, even though it's got a lot of Pokemon in there that I'm probably not going to be as familiar with. Because, like, we talked about, like, the Lord of the Rings stuff in the past. Like, my Pokemon love really stemmed from Gen 1 and 2. And then when I would tell people later on who were younger Pokemon fans, I'd be like, I, you know, I got, I played Emerald and I wasn't a huge fan of that. Uh, like as far as the, the, the Pokemon themselves weren't as compelling to me. 
so I'll be taking pictures of Pokemon I'm not as familiar with. However, the fact that this thing exists at all and we're seeing like Blastoise walking around, like that to me is like, that's a huge freaking deal. Like that's like, I'm just like, uh, um, and I just, I'm excited to hop back in and it's the best on-rail shooter of all time, the first one. So uh, (laughs) I just want to know what items I'm going to be tormenting Pokemon with next. Uh, because that was always such a weird thing in the first game because you take all these pictures and Oak's <laughs> like, here's this. He's like, go back out there and do it again. And you're like, what? What do you want me to do with this? He's like, throw it at the Pokemon. And you're like, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm there day one, baby, for sure. All right, sick. Uh, I'm so glad that I just spit water all over my brand new monitor and my yep. brand new keyboard. Power wash, man. Oh. <laughs> It's just water. Oh, so, man. Whoever's playing um great game debate bingo, Jonah does not swallow. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, since we're on the topic of Pokemon, um, my highlight from the news this week um, is um, the Pokemon game announced for 2022, which I believe is called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Am I pronouncing that right? Is it Arceus? It I, is. I, it is Arceus. Arceus. of electricity. The Pokemon God. Um, this game is incredibly exciting to me because um, no shade on Pokemon games because I played them and loved them growing up. But just for me personally, how my tastes as a gamer have evolved growing up, Pokemon, the Pokemon formula just doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, I just I need some kind of challenge. I need some kind of pushback. And Pokemon just doesn't do that. And I get it. It's made for kids. The kids can have it. It still sells 10 plus million copies. So I don't, my opinion doesn't matter. But <laughs> I just have really, really wanted them to shake up the formula and uh, go in a really different direction with the gameplay for a long time. And, you know, when Breath of the Wild came out, uh, everybody was like, oh man, the next Pokemon game on the Switch, it's going to be like Breath of the Wild Pokemon. And that's the meme that's come out of this game. You know, obviously, this game is not going to have the gameplay of Breath of the Wild. You know, you're in an open <clears> world, <throat> similar art style. That's about it, but you know, worst frame rate. My breath of the wild. They've, yeah. <laughs> they've moved to uh, from N64 trees in uh in um what was it Sword and Shield to N64 DD trees in um in Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. They're, going, well, they're getting uh, there. <laughs> what's interesting to me about this game is um it's kind of taking the place that the next mainline pokemon game normally would like it would be gen 9 we'd be getting a whole new generation new starters but instead we're getting this which seems it's a, it's more a in the vein of a what was that it's a great idea yeah so, yeah we don't we don't need a thousand pokemon yet right, eight, right. Something like we or, do not need yeah. to make more pokemon let's innovate the gameplay but uh just the idea that it's taking place in like the feudal area uh era as well is really really intriguing and um, I'll be interested to see if there's like regional variants with like a more Japanese inspired theme to them. And uh, man, the Pokeballs crack me up, dude. It's oh, like, dude, whoa, I was about to bring like it up. 400 years in the past, and somehow we still have the ability to create a pocket dimension and store a creature inside of it without it dying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, if you guys could jump in with your thoughts, uh, I just personally am super hyped for this game. So, more about the Pokeball. I, mm. I saw the picture of it at the end of the trailer because I watched the trailer right before uh, we started recording. Yeah. It's got like a latch on it, like right. an old school latch. And yeah. what I want to know is, 
is there magic in Pokemon? Is that like <laughs> is is that how they make Pokeballs? Is someone infuses magic into it, and it's not actually technology, because there's no way, there's absolutely no way, unless it's like alien technology that they found. Or I, well, I that need, would make so much more sense. I need to know the lore behind the Pokeball now because you've got the technology, the technology. It, four thousand years prior, and everyone's like in like like you said in feudal uh feudal Japan, clothing mm -hmm. and architecture and whatnot. Yeah, how do they have magical <laughs> balls that capture uh, creatures? Our kids, take a seat. Jonah's going to explain uh, uh ancient Egypt and um Easter <laughs> Island and uh, <laughs> their relation to Stonehenge and yeah, just take take your time, Jonah. Go for it. <laughs> so just. But yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I think Pokemon as a series is really known for its in-depth lore and how it all lines it up, where if you take the time to uh, study the lore, it all, you know, really comes together. So you can look forward to having uh, the, you know, the creation of Pokeball technology explained thoroughly, and you will be satisfied. <laughs> but, Ten times uh... more lore than Dark Souls. I'm pretty sure they explain a little bit about the first Pokeballs in... Sun and Moon, maybe? Hmm. They Because they introduced the... I can't remember. Because there there's a wormhole dimension in Sun and Moon. So there is so much magic right. in the world yeah. of Pokemon. So don't worry about the amount of magic. There's an insane amount of magic. Um, They introduced a different ball for those mm. UBs. I can't remember what they're called. Ultra Beasts. Um, Ultra Beasts, that's <laughs> Ultra it. Beast. So there was an Ultra yeah. Beast ball. Um, and... Yeah, so I can't remember if it was in that or, or X and Y, but one of those games does explain how they used to catch Pokemon. Um, so it could already be in the lore. Um, but yeah, I'm just so in for the um, like if the if the uh, the trailer music is anything like the music in the game, I'm in for that. Like more games with those super mellow Breath of the Wild soundtracks that just like chill you the f out. Yeah, dude. Like, it was just, it was melancholy, but not, like, depressing, like, near Automata, but, like, you know, just nice. Mm -hmm. I also just think, uh, it, paired with this game, it's really smart of them to be putting out the Gen 4 remakes, because obviously there's going to be purists who are going to be really mad that this game exists, because it's shaking up the formula so much, uh... But the Gym 4 remakes are there for those people, you know? So they're they're catering to everybody. But um, it'll be really crazy to see how off the beat path they go with this game and how well it sells compared to Sword and Shield. Um, so, yeah, interesting things in the future of Pokemon. It has my attention now, you know, because after 7th and 8th Gen, I just had resigned myself to being like, well, I guess Pokemon's just not for me anymore. I don't care about it anymore. But now I'm back in, baby. So, um, I guess we'll move on. Uh, Wes, uh, was there a highlight from the news this week that you wanted to go over? Yeah, I wanted to cover the uh, announcement of Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, which mm -hmm. is a uh, remaster of sorts for Final Fantasy VII Remake. A remaster of a, a, a remaster <laughs> of a remake, if you will. Um, they're 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 uh bringing Final Fantasy remake uh Final Fantasy VII remake to 
PlayStation 5 in an enhanced version of which will include 4K 60 frames per second um, times. They talked about another um, uh, life improvement uh, changes that would make the uh, the gameplay um, better. Um, here's to hoping that part of that is uh, materia, materia uh, easier way to slot in and out materia. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Um, but the biggest uh, part of it, I think, is the announcement of a brand new episode that they're tacking on, starring everybody's favorite spunky ninja, Yuffie. Um, so it's uh, a brand new episode of the game. I assume it'll be like one ch chapter or something like that. Um, but uh, introduces Yuffie. You play as Yuffie. Yuffie has a which I don't think I've ever seen before. He's some um, uh, guy with a with a staff, um, and it looks like Yuffie is like infiltrating Midgar, um, and uh, uh, there's some a lot of new gameplay that they showed from that. Uh, Yuffie was fighting fighting uh, some like giant, like flying mechanical snake dragon or something like that. Um, it it looked really really cool. Um, I really enjoyed playing Final Fantasy VII Remake when it came out last year. And uh, I would happily play through it again. Hopefully, uh, like they they were talking about improved textures, I sure hope they fix that uh, crummy door <laughs> texture on the uh, hotel in, uh, <laughs> in Chapter 3 where you have to stay. Um, that would be great. Um, but I think it's really cool that they're, that they're um, adding an, an additional chapter uh, with a new character to play as. I think that'll be really cool. Especially, Yuffie looks like she plays a lot more like Tifa, like a lot more action based um and that uh she's probably the most fun character to play as like um yeah along with that um they also announced the playstation plus line of final fantasy 7 remake so if it's you have generous. playstation plus and, uh, and you haven't played the game already then it's your opportunity to jump in and check it out, which i think is pretty cool so uh, I think Intergrade actually is a, um, I believe you have to own Final Fantasy VII Remake to jump up to the PS5 version. The extra chapter will be paid. The extra chapter is paid. Okay, but the but the uh, kind of remaster upgrade is free, I'm I guessing. I believe so. I believe so. so but it, it's unclear if you get the upgrade, okay. if you get the PS Plus version. That's actually been um, sort of a... Uh... Decided, I guess. Um, if you get the PS Plus version of the game, you don't get the free upgrade to PS Five. You have to so buy don't get, the, don't from the, the, the PS shop. Plus version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, the yeah. generosity only goes so far, but still generous. It is. Uh, there was there was one other thing. I did, it, there was one other thing I wanted to include with this, and it wasn't announced during the uh, event, the uh, the state of play event. But um, there was one other Final Fantasy Seven. Announcement: Which Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is a uh, a mobile game. It's a episodic mobile game, but it will basically of Final Fantasy VII into one game. So we're talking about Crisis Core, before Crisis, Final Fantasy VII, and Dirge of Cerberus. And so it's uh, currently only slated for mobile, iOS, and Android. But the characters are kind of like 
chibified versions of um, what you would see in um, think of like they took Final Fantasy VII standard from PlayStation One and just made all, all the characters the sprites a little bit bigger and filled them out with um, and actually made them look like reasonably good. I think actually the characters look really good. They're kind of like chibi versions of themselves and the mm -hmm. gameplay looks like Final Fantasy VII original. Yeah. And then when it goes into battle, the character models are more realistic and they look like the character models from a remake. So it looks really cool. I was excited to see that. Um, um, and it looks like this, it's not, the gameplay wouldn't be the same, but they'll be telling the same story. Same with uh, Before Crisis, which never, ever came to the U.S. It was Japan-only mobile game. And so that seems like a really cool option for people that love Final Fantasy VII and want to go back and play all these kind of side story games that maybe they never had the, the option to before. Yeah, definitely. It just needs to come to the Switch, right? And uh, I'm sure it will be. It's like, why... Why don't you just announce it? Like the pocket edition of Final Fantasy 15, you know, people are like, well, why isn't it just on the Switch? And then they did bring it to the Switch later. So it almost seems inevitable. I don't know why they're, why they're teasing about it. Hopefully it will be on Switch. That would be ideal. Sweet. Um, the only other thing I have to say about this is uh, Yuffie's redesign. Her uh, shorts are unbuttoned just all the time. And in the original game, she's only 16 years old, but now in... Ooh the remake she's 19 years old so okay okay square next whatever oh <laughs> uh, right. did a number on Yuffie. yeah i guess so man um <laughs> i think uh we'll just take a short break real quick and then we'll come back for community questions all right we're back from our break and uh just so everybody knows um wes has dropped out he's just having some technical difficulties so we're gonna carry on the good fight without him but he'll be with us here in spirit and uh we're moving on to the community Q&A, but before we get there, we do have a special surprise announcement. All this talk of the uh, Final Fantasy VII PS5 port and, you know, the fear of missing out, not owning the PS5 version, not being able to uh, get the DLC because you don't have a PS5. Everybody wants a PS5. You can't get one. The scalpers, you know? And... Uh, I know, Jonah, you've had some experience recently where you tried to get a PS5 and uh, you actually were uh, unwittingly taken advantage of by yeah. uh, a horrible, horrible person who uh, just took your money and disappeared into the ether and you didn't get a PS5. Well, um, I'm happy and excited to announce that uh, one of our friends of the show and uh, good buddies hunter pearson was actually able to locate a retail ps5 unit new and several of the members of the uh, discord banded together to um, <laughs> combine our money to buy you the ps5 and hunter will be shipping it to you so uh, <laughs> shout out to hunter dude what a boss oh my um, god you guys are gonna make me <laughs> freaking cry <laughs> okay. we couldn't let the scalpers win dude the scammers oh my win. God. it couldn't happen you guys are you guys oh my i i don't i i don't even know what to say holy oh my god 
Like I legit. Let's all say thank you to Hunter. Yeah, th- <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Hunter for finding it, and then thank you to everyone else for just help. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you guys are so awesome. Well, you deserve it. Man. You're the beating heart oh. of the of the Discord. You know, uh, you made it all happen. You put in all the work for the podcast. That's the least we could do. Dude, but, I appreciate uh, you know. that so freaking much. Oh my god. Not... Yeah. Yeah. You deserve it, dude. Dude, no, my no heart worries. is no pounding worries. right now. <laughs> <laughs> you too will be able to experience oh. Yuffie on the PS5. Oh, you guys are you guys are incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you to each and every one of our community members. Thank you, Hunter. You guys are all fantastic. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. You are all amazing, amazing people, and I'm so glad you guys are all in my life. Ditto. All right, well, enough of the sappy crap. Moving on to the community <laughs> Q&A. I was not prefaced on this. I'm like, yeah. Jimmy's like, what's going on? I'm like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. You guys are amazing. So hey, Jimmy, cool. if you look underneath your seat, a PS5. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that you, Jeff Keeley? Uh, no. <laughs> if our viewers look underneath their seat, a free PS5. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, all right, well... um. Our first question for the community Q&A, ironically and unplanned, comes in from Hunter Pearson. What is your favorite building in a video game? We're talking a specific building here, not a general area of buildings. It could be a house, a school, a zombie-filled police station, something singular and man-made. Thank you, Hunter, for the question. Um, I'll start us off. Uh, when I just think of a singular location of a video game, the first thing that just pops into my mind is the Shrine of Worship from Shadow of the Colossus. Just that, that the big temple where, um, you know, Mono is, uh, laying dead while waiting her resurrection. And you've got the big, you know, huge statues of the, representing the individual Colossi. And, there's so much mystery in that building and um, just the, even the whole secret garden thing, or if you get your stamina big enough, you can literally climb up the side of the entire temple and there's a secret area at the top and uh, all the conspiracy theories surrounding that. Just it's really cool, all inspiring, just majestic place. Good stuff. Um, but yeah. What was that last part, Caden? You cut out. Oh, sorry. I was just tossing it over to Jimmy. Oh, favorite building in a video game. Uh, yeah. So there's one that comes to mind first, but it's not my favorite. So I have to go with my favorite though, which is going to be from Devil May Cry Four. Oh. It's the Church of the Order of the Sword. Yeah, dude. And that's where you get to have the tutorial playing as Nero, and you get to mm-hmm. fight against Dante in there because Dante shows up and assassinates like the Pope basically and you you end up fighting in this place and it's really cool because once you learn a little bit more about the devil may cry kind of mythos you realize that this church is basically dedicated to the thought of sparta uh, who is dante's father and uh, spoiler alert i guess technically uh, nero's grandfather so mm-hmm. the more you know about this place uh the, the more cool it becomes but also it just has one of the greatest fight scenes in all video games to me uh and it's a tutorial it's so cool i just love that place and cool fights happen in churches like i don't know why in movies and games like stuff goes down like in a church when people showing up you're like oh oh, it's going down yeah so uh i i love that one even though i will say the first one that came to mind was peach's castle so hopefully somebody else says Mm. that but yeah (laughs) anyway 
Um, well, I'm proud to say that uh, this podcast now features Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> and uh, Jonah, what is your uh, favorite building in a video game? So I don't know if this is my favorite one, but it easily goes along with what... Mm. Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. What Jimmy just said. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm still shaken up about what uh, you just told yeah. me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, I'm, like, actually shaking. <laughs> um, it goes along with what Jimmy said. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Temple of Time from Ocarina of Time. Like, yeah. yep. just mm. you walk in the first time, and then you hear that that music playing, and it's just, like, you walk up to the altar, and there's just, like, this sense of mystery, and you're like, oh, what's going on? And, I mean, I remember I was, like, I was like yeah. three, two when I first saw it, and I was just like, oh. And it was it was so cool. Can, can we big up the the version from your favorite Zelda game because that is amazing. The the version of what the Temple In of Time. Wind Waker. Oh yeah. Everyone's frozen. Oh in place. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah yeah yeah. That that's crazy. I totally spaced on that uh that part, but I do remember walking around there when I was just a wee little lad um (laughs) just thinking it was like what happens when all of these guys unfreeze am i gonna have to fight all of them and then you get the master sword and you do some work (laughs) you do some serious work so yeah i'm sensing a theme here um shrine of worship temple of time uh church of the order of the sword all holy places are you continuing this trend steven yeah well hilariously they're the things that came to mind. I also thought about Temple of Time. Mm-hmm. Man, like, all, how bespoke, like, as few towns, villages, castles as Breath of the Wild has, they're all so bespoke. Yeah. Um, and they just are also gorgeous for different reasons, like the trees and just how the hill works in um, Kakariko yeah. in Breath of the Wild is gorgeous, especially at nighttime. Like, that it plays absolutely beautiful like um tarrytown i i took i made sure to take screenshots every time i had a an extra house built at tarrytown <laughs> as i was flying in on my paraglider it was just That's gorgeous cool. um obviously like all of the the water at like the zora ki- like kingdom and stuff and how it all like glistens is amazing and man so the first thing that came to my mind was um, the actual like because people complain about no dungeons, and man, Hyrule Castle is a damn good dungeon. Great answer. That yeah, is phenomenal, and it's not even my answer. Oh come on! Because you wanted to go with holy stuff, let's go for Irithil Ir- Castle. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Dark Man, Souls 3. Like walking towards Irithil is just Pontiff phenomenal. Sullivan, I know that's dude. a bit of a cheat because it is big. Um, mm. it's, it's probably my second favorite level in video games, other than like the village from RE4. Like that is still my favorite level of Shout video out. games ever. Um, but man, everything is just gorgeous there, and I just sucked so bad at it. Like, the first <laughs> to just strip naked and just run up the hill yeah. <laughs> until I finally found out where I was going. But like everything there 
is awesome. Yeah, that's a great pick for sure. Uh, well, thanks again, Hunter, for the question. Uh, we're moving on to our next question, which comes in um, from Brian, who's at Real Draft Punks. Um, I assume uh, this must be uh, one of the guys who does the Draft Punks podcast. So yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, Wes has put uh, these guys on my radar recently. <clears throat> yeah, they uh, have been doing a series of uh, episodes focused on different topics from the Legend of Zelda this month. And yeah, you should check them out if you haven't. So Draft Punk, shout out. Uh, so anyway, this question is, can you remember a time where the discussion around a game, film, or some other form of media introduced you to a term, word, or phrase you didn't know before? Um, the prime example for me was Ludo Narrative Dissonance when The Last of Us Part Two was released. Yeah, that's a pretty famous one. Um, that just kind of leads me to my answer, which was um, the phrase homo ludens uh, when Death Stranding came out. Um, when Kojima formed his new studio, Kojima Productions, their mascot is this astronaut called Ludens. And uh, I, I think um, Kojima based it off of the term homo ludens, which I had to look up. And uh, I don't know if this is exactly correct, but you know, it's like Latin for like, the playing man or man at play or something like that and it was really really interesting rabbit hole to go down because um apparently the term comes from the idea that like humans have basically removed themselves from evolution at this point by creating our own sort of society and structure that's outside of nature so the idea of homo ludens is kind of like we're sort of playing this game that we've created that we're calling like our culture our society or our reality but when you think about it we don't need to be doing any of the things we're doing because it's not essential to survival like all we need to do is eat sleep you know and uh it's just really kind of like a mind-bending mind-bending kind of topic to go down so shout out kojima it's probably taught me a lot of other terms and words over the years but uh i'll toss it over to you steven uh just jumping in that actually makes me excited to revisit the song that uh, Bring Me the Horizon were asked to make, which is Ludens. And oh, yeah. I thought it was just absolute trash, like when I first heard it, because um, I'm a, a pretty big uh, Bring Me the Horizon fan. And I just thought, this is such a weird song. But now that I know that, I feel like I might appreciate the song more. Mm -hmm. And because, yeah, like Ludo means game uh, mm -hmm. in Latin or whatever, wherever it's derivative. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, for me, <laughs> I was once pure believe it <laughs> uh, and so i dropped off uh gaming i bought my gamecube and that was dope i bought that was the first console i ever bought myself and it was and it was the last for a long time um so when everyone was on 360 and stuff i wasn't i pretty much wasn't gaming i was just doing a bit of like you know just n64 in the background um at high school um so the term that came up that I hadn't heard was teabagging. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, you got to get your homoerotica somewhere. Oh, yeah. The, all the 360 era Xbox fans, that's, they got it in Halo. Yeah, just just by sitting sitting down on people. I just have to give a shout out to uh, Jimmy because we were playing um, the Outriders demo this morning and I was just telling him I was extremely disappointed that you don't have the ability to crouch in that game because how am I going to teabag people? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, anyway, uh, how about you, Jenna? Um, 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna need help with this real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. What was you tweeted about it uh, the other day, and I said I had been watching an anime, and you. Yeah, um, I know how to describe it. It's this French term that basically means it's similar to like chivalry. It's like the duty that nobility have to protect and share their like wealth with their subjects. Uh, you know, I think I heard the term out of um, Neon Genesis Evangelion or something <laughs> like that. But I can't. It's a, it's some like obscure old French phrase. I have no idea. It's it's but, a really cool phrase. It's yeah, a really cool phrase. And, and, and we just... had this like you know synchronicity moment where I just tweeted like a snapshot of the Wikipedia page, and you're like, bro, I just was. I heard this term in an anime I was watching. I was like, oh, oh, so, it was from Eden of the East. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. Well, if you figure it out later, we'll come back to it. Um, but uh, <laughs> we we've not done Jimmy yet, right? Yeah, no. Uh, so the one that I, I I was thinking back to was one that I think Ubisoft kind of took and made their own in some in some way, shape, or form. But what Ubisoft was calling it was called a black box mission. But really, that kind of comes back to player agency. And they talked about mm. it a lot with Assassin's Creed Unity. It first showed up on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And it was basically the whole, like, if you have a target like in hitman nowadays you have a bunch of different ways to do it you don't have to do it this one specific way there's a lot of different ways there are a lot of different things you can do to kind of manipulate that a lot of different ways to get in you know uh to you want to go through the store you want to go you know pickpocket somebody for information or something like that and i thought that was so cool and i prefer oh, a black dude. box mission over player that sounds way cooler yeah, yeah sounds i've never heard that way box. to describe it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ubisoft tries to coin a lot of phrases like that, so I'm sure. bringing Black Box back. <laughs> Bring it back, dude. Breath of the Wild's a Black Box game, you know. Dude, it's whatever you box. want. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jonah, I think I remembered it. Is it No Noblesse Oblige or yes, something like that? Noblesse Oblige. That's what yeah. It was. It means like obligation of the nobility, just to like protect and provide for their subjects or whatever. Yes. But uh, yeah. Also, uh, shout out to Teraflops. Moving on, um, <laughs> our third question comes in from uh, Missile Mage, uh, which is great yeah. because uh, yeah, Missile's a community member of um, Critical Reviews as well, and he shows up to a lot of your streams, Jimmy. And um, I got a lot of fond memories of uh, jumping in every once in a while to your Final Fantasy VIII full playthrough streams um, that I think missile was uh you know guilting you into for like several years or something before he finally took the plunge yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah so uh this one coming in from missile is it's well known that every video game ships with glitches you just need to look at speedrunning to see that what i want to know is what are your favorite it's a feature not a bug moments with glitches in gaming um uh yeah this is coming from missile mage i'll go ahead and let you start jimmy if you have something on your mind yeah so actually, Caden, this is going to be nice because this uh, ties back into something we used to partake <laughs> yeah. together. Uh, and uh, once in a while for a bit there, I was doing these kind of like Breath of the Wild Wednesdays where I would try these like crazy little like glitches and bugs that Caden would be like, oh, yeah, we heard about this one. Uh, and my favorite one was basically taking my horse and either making it into like an ice horse or to like a fire horse because the trick was you had to like, I will explain it as quickly as I can. Your horse is on the side of riverbank or side of any like body of water. You jump from a high place, go down there, use up all your stamina when you're by your horse with like a fire or ice arrow or lightning arrow, shock arrow. And then you drown immediately in the water. Mm -hmm. And when you come back out, your horse is that element. 
And it was really cool because once we did that, especially the ice horse, it looked sweet. It was like a oh, cool. like a beautiful, like it looked like it came out of Frozen too. So that's yeah. probably my favorite bug as a feature. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. I yeah. kind of don't know how we're not all just gonna have answers that are from Breath of the Wild because oh, the not. amount of glitches Man, in Breath that of the game Wild is just so good. The speed running, dude. But uh yeah, mine is also from Breath of the Wild. Um I don't know. It's more of an obscure curse. I mean, uh, not curse glitch because <laughs> it's really, really hard to pull off and it's not useful for speedrunning. But there's this glitch that they call, uh, originally it was known as the Lazalfos curse and then it was known as the um, Hinox curse. But um, it's this weird glitch in Breath of the Wild that involves using a metal chest and putting it underneath a Hinox or a Stalnox and for some reason, the game treats the metal chest as a floor, and you can just lift the Thalnox up into the air <laughs> and just put it wherever you want. Yeah. So what you have to do is carry the Thalnox on top of the metal treasure chest to a waterfall, and you just kind of keep like pushing him into a waterfall, and eventually he glitches through the waterfall and just disappears, and it makes the game just break, and all kinds of weird stuff start happening. <laughs> But the the main reason you do it is because it's possible to, using certain input methods and Z-locking on certain things, completely twist Link's model to where his torso is, like, stretched out or, like, it's, like, completely upside down and his legs are right side up. And, like, it's so crazy to watch. That's awesome. uh, yeah, that's good stuff. I think that was the last glitch uh, Jimmy and I tried to pull off, and uh, it thwarted us because it's so difficult to pull off. Really hard. <laughs> we tried. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jonah? Um, so we're going to take it back to Hitman and go with Hitman Ooh. 2 with the briefcase. Yes. <laughs> uh, Informer actually did an interview with IO and, uh, they, cause they watch a lot of, a lot of streams of people streaming the game and stuff. And they watch a lot of the trends and stuff and they, they're bug fixing. Like they have a huge team that just focuses on fixing bugs and they're like, nobody wants us to get rid of this bug like we we got we got to get rid of it because it's a bug but mm -hmm. nobody wants us to yeah and just so i think in hitman 3 or it was like an additional level in hitman 2 they took out the briefcase bug but they put in a golden briefcase that has the homing ability but I just remember so cool when it came on like when people f uh, found out about it on twitter there's a level where you're on a beach and I see I see 47 <laughs> yeah. throw it and it's a dude driving a jet ski and it's just following him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's like going over waves and stuff and you just see the briefcase doing the exact same path that this guy and then <laughs> finally takes him out and it's just hilarious. So good. Yeah, that's a classic for sure. What about you, Steven? Um, okay, quick shout outs. BTB, Bullet Time Bounce from Breath mm -hmm. of the Wild. My yep. god, that is so yep. freaking cool. Um, hitting uh, something with your shield and then just like ricocheting off of it. And like, my god, I, w I just want to do that like in Breath of the Wild too, so bad. Um, also, shout out to uh, ISG from Ocarina of Time, Infinite Sword Glitch. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. when your, your sword gets really fuzzy and it just means it's always active. So that you just have to walk into enemies and you attack them. Um, and also shout out to Swift Swim from Wind Waker, which was so cool. Like watching oh, like Winkers yeah. and stuff. Like 
and the camera's like toggling back and forth, back and forth, and they're like just swimming through the ocean without like without the boat. It's just amazing. Um, but my one, I was just recently watching uh, developers watch the Halo Two, uh, Halo Two speedrun, and it was just like it just made me feel good about like someone just being able to glitch. Um, again, I just realized that that wasn't the point I was going to make, but this one was from the library. Someone was able to like, you're able to jump. Um, I think I'm pretty sure they did a, a um, like a, a rocket boost, which is the glitch that I want to talk about anyway, but where the library, one of the library doors opens part way and then stops. And again, it's like, you got to kill a bunch of bunch of flood before you can actually get through the door, and because you know three four three spark has to open up the door, but this person can just get through that hole by doing doing a um a rocket jump. So that's the one I want to talk about. Is is it Doom or is it Quake that you can I think burst through a rocket? Yeah, I think Quake. Yeah. Quake. Like, because that's not intentional, but it's such yeah. a cool like it's just. You you you're getting Each knockback, you're which so many games use knockback at, at, like for speedrunning. Like Metroid is a massive, like Super yeah. Metroid is a massive one using knockback, um, and a lot of people use it in Castlevania when they're like mm-hmm. really good at it as well. Um, so yeah, man, shout out to um, yeah, rocket jumping. That's so- Sick. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Missile Mage, for that question. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so moving on to our next question from Joey Cisco on Twitter. Does the panel have any preference to and feelings or thoughts on narrative versus emergent storytelling in games? Narrative being the actual plot, like the story in Metal Gear Solid or an RPG, and emergent being a great story of something that happens during gameplay, like a great comeback in a match. Uh, or your buddy falling off of a cliff in a raid or something like that. Um, I'll go ahead and toss this to uh, Jonah maybe first, okay. since you you know have more multiplayer experience than the rest of us probably. <laughs> um, I've definitely had some crazy, uh, crazy, like just stories about playing multiplayer with my buddies and whatnot. But it it it's tough because I'll go in I'll go in waves where I'd rather just be playing multiplayer uh games Mm -hmm. with with my buds and whatnot or yeah i'll just want to play story games and right now i'm kind of in that phase of wanting to play story games and then i'll get on and uh talk about it with you guys on here or in our game club and whatnot so i guess i get a little bit of best of both worlds for sure in that instance but have to say like just because there's so much writing and so much work that goes into like the narrative of games and stuff i think i i think that takes a cake for me and uh, i prefer that more even though there are times where i'm having a lot more fun playing warzone and doing stupid stuff like blowing up helicopters from across the map with a rocket launcher and us laughing about it versus ellie beating somebody to death which is really yeah. sad. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's tough, you know. Um, you kind of need both. But uh, I do think I'll say that I think the most memorable experiences I've had in video games are those emergent stories um, from things you've done with your friends or, like, you just look at the crap you can do with the glitches in Breath of the Wild. And I think that's a perfect game of just, like, the emergent storytelling in that game because of its sandbox physics just completely blow the actual story of that game out of the water. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um... <laughs> um, yeah, what about you, Steven? Cass. I'm going to get um, so much flack for that. 
Um, yeah, so when I think about it, I'm not 100% sure because it updates all the time, but my top 10 video games of all time, most, I think only two of them have like good stories. Mm. Uh, this one may make my top 10 one day. I just, I, near one near day I'll replay it. Yeah. Um, and then see if it makes my top 10. But like Last of Us 1 and Red Dead 1, uh, the only two games in my top 10 that I think are narrative forward rather than gameplay forward. Sure. Uh, everything else, I, I've always been, I've just, I just like gameplay. I've been a Nintendo kid as a, as a kid. So it's always been jumping. If jumping feels good, then, then I'm in. Like, um, so that's the first thing is control, aesthetic, then narrative for me. So yeah, I'm all about emergent. Like that's a cool thing. I, I do understand if people don't like that about Dark Souls. Um, there is a point where it's like, I would like to follow the Eileen the Crow mission. Or I would like to, you know, I, I, you know, I would like to yeah, make sure that I do the Sigvard mission to make sure that I get, you know, his ending and all that sort of stuff. And all it takes is you just not going the right way and, you know, speaking to them twice or go, going yeah. back to filing shrine and, and speaking, making sure you speak to someone and, and, you know, use the cracked red eye orb and all that sort of stuff for you to miss out on something really cool and emergent. So I do understand the pushback on that. And I would like it if there was like, I, I, I am a massive advocate for like um, tourist mode in video games. Like my God, like for nothing else. Cause I, I'm so in love with uh, Egypt. Um, I, I haven't played origin uh, um, Assassin's Creed origins. I would, I, I still like debate buying that just for the like tourism yeah, mode, just to go sure. and look at the sites because man, video games are just amazing. Like how like good video game design and just how they make the world is just amazing. There's a story in that alone. So for me, it's, it's emergent. Cool. And uh, Jimmy, what's your opinion? I'm kind of of two minds about it uh, because obviously mm -hmm. we can kind of see the pros and cons of both. Like, you know, the dream scenario is something like, like with Monster Hunter World a little bit, there's like a story there, but like obviously the fights themselves are the most important origin gameplay that comes from it or like, yeah. you know, doing something cool with a friend. And like, that's like the stuff that really sticks with you or like in a game like Left 4 Dead where there is like a minimal story, but it's always the stuff that we come back to of like being like that one time my friend fell asleep in the finale and it was like, oh my dude, you got to wake up. We like in real life, he like fell asleep and I'm like, dude, you got to wake up. We're going to die here. Uh, so I think emergent stuff really sticks with you. But then I, I go back to, you know, Aerith getting stabbed by Sephiroth. Yeah. And that's not yeah. emergent. Like that is very spoiler like, alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, on that one, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, if anybody hasn't played the that, old yet, game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think I think there's always room for both. I'm just hoping we're gonna get to see more and more games, like maybe Breath of the Wild too, that does a bit of both really well. Yeah. I, I hope I Aww. so I really like you guys are right. Breath of the Wild has incredible emergent storytelling and whatnot. I, I'm I'm as big of a Zelda fan as I am because I really do like the stories that are told in Zelda games. Like yeah. I, I I have Zelda stuff on my walls. It was so lackluster, and they did so much more to put towards the story, like with the voice acting and actually having cutscenes and stuff. Like it's the first Zelda game to have that, but it was just, it was 
very non-existent in Breath of the Wild. The last it, camera photo, though, that cutscene is like... Oh, with Mifa, dude? Where she wiggles over? Oh. <laughs> no, the one where he's like, fall, like, he falls. And, like, you've already... You went through there straight after the start of the game, like, when you're going towards Kakariko Village and you first get your first horse. And there's just... Massive spoiler alert for Breath of the Wild. There's just guardians everywhere destroyed guardians and you've just been through it's like cool like wow amazing what happened a hundred years ago but then to find out that that is where link falls oh oh yeah. so good for probably sucks and anyway. the rusty broken sword <laughs> oh. oh yeah yeah all right well uh thanks again to joyce Cisco from twitter for that question great question uh our fifth question comes in from uh at dash revolver on twitter two-part question do you have high hopes for the last of us on hbo and if it succeeds which game do you want to see a game to film tv adaptation next um i really personally don't have any reason to think it wouldn't be successful a lot of hbo's original shows are really good and uh i just want um the team that's making the mandalorian to make a show about samus just bounty hunting but oh that'd be so (laughs) sick uh what about you jimmy on the nose but yes yeah yeah (laughs) yeah uh i think i think it'll be successful i think pedro pascal is super good i'm not as familiar with uh, the casting ellie yeah it's cool i'm glad that he's kind of He's doing a good job of like, you know, striking while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, for me, original hope and it'll just never happen is like a Dark Siders movie. But yeah. I just would like a Gears of War movie. Yeah, movies, like Dark you know, Siders. Yeah, we'd want an animated Dark- though. Surely, Dark Siders. You wouldn't want it live action because otherwise, at this point, I'll take whatever Terry I can Cruz get. Could play it. Practical like, effects. You know? Let's go. <laughs> I'll take Joe Mad with stick puppets. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't even. It's just... I'd be like, oh my gosh. Um I I super dig like the uh the Netflix adaptations, like Castlevania. They've like Yeah. They've done oh, the, was, the first I was se- thinking you were gonna say like Death Note or something. Oh no, <laughs> ew, no, ew, no. <laughs> ew. Um, uh so I'm not disappointed in the casting for um the characters for uh for The Last of Us show. I just didn't want them to do those characters. I wanted them to do yeah. something original. I, I, I don't really want them to retell really a story point. that like a lot of people have played. And I yeah. I understand like it's not going to sell as well if they do it that way. But at the same time I feel like you if you've got Neil Druckmann helping write and direct the show, he yeah. can come up with interesting characters to kill on an hbo show you know what i mean it's like do something different don't don't like there i guess the best way i could do this is or like say this like as an example is look at the last airbender like they did the tv show really good (laughs) and they keep trying to build on top of that and like stop you guys did a really good job with cora I personally don't really care for Korra as a character. I think she's kind of bland. But the world building in Korra is so incredible. Seeing that world go through like the Industrial Revolution is awesome. And I'd like to see something like that 
with the last of us and the industrial revolution <laughs> yeah for sure dude um so yeah what about you steven yeah i'll just quickly speak on it again like just just like jimmy like i've only i've seen pedro in three or four movies and shows and he's always brought it to the table he's never yeah. like flaked on it um like he was in that I can't remember if it's called like Extraction or something with like Ben Affleck and and, and um and stuff. I can't exactly remember what the film so was Triple called. Triple Frontier. Like heist... Sorry. Triple Frontier is that the name of it? Yes, 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 yes. It was a heist movie, um slash revenge movie in a in yeah. a weird way in the in the second half. Really, you know, he he was really good in it. Um, and yeah, he's he's just been solid all around. He was a really good part of Wonder Woman. I know a lot of people don't like Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, but he was actually really good in it. Um, and yeah, so definitely excited for her, uh, excited for him and excited for the girl. Cause she played a really good role in the throne. She was really tough. Oh, she killed but it in Game again, of Thrones. Again, super, super salty that they're going to run back the story and, you know, it'll be the exact same thing. It's like, Oh, you know, we get the chance to expand on that. It's like, don't. Don't <laughs> yeah. expand, you know. Oh, you know, because you know the 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 bit, and they'll they'll do like left behind. And that will be cool. I must admit, that'll be the coolest part of the whole series is when they do left behind in the middle of the game. They'll do left behind, and that'll be amazing if they do, if they do it right. Um, especially cutting back and forth with with the current time and and the past. That'll be amazing. But it's just it is it is it is unnecessary. It's um. It's it's the same thing as every American film that has remade like a, an international film, and it's just like it's just like I, this is cool. Like the only exception being The Departed. I know that a lot of people love The Departed. I, I prefer Infernal Affairs, but uh, I know people love The Departed as well, which I do love The Departed. But it's just it doesn't be done again, and that's the thing. There's so many side characters that you could do. The exact same thing of like do their origin story. What what was X character up to from Last of Us Two, from you know from Infection Day to to the current time in in Last of Us Two, or you know characters from Last of Us One. Like there I want to know characters... more about Jesse. Dang it! Yes, I was trying to remember the name, and thank you. That's exactly who <laughs> I, I was like thinking of. I want to know more about Jesse. Definitely, like absolute goat tier character. Um, Paragon. There's very few Paragons in those games, and here's yeah. a Paragon. Um, so let's move on. Sorry about that. Yeah, oh, and cool. let's, sorry, Caden, if you didn't go. No, yeah, I was the uh, I was the Samus Mandalorian ripoff. Yes. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we got three more questions. Bang out real quick. Uh, next one comes in from Pretty Kitty on Twitter. Uh, she's also one of our um, Discord members. Uh, so thanks for this question, Pretty Kitty. Um, do you or would you allow others to game on your console without supervision? Now, I have a short horror story about this where I went on a field trip one time in, uh, in third grade. And my best friend at the time, um, we were going on a trip to D.C., right? So we were on the train. He was sitting next to me on the train. I had uh, brought my Game Boy Advance SP. Um, who knows what I was playing at the time? Probably like Pokemon or Golden Sun or something. And he just, he wanted to play my Game Boy SP. And uh, I handed it over to him. And then he pulls out a honey bun 
from inside of his backpack and cracks open this honey bun and starts eating it barehanded, getting sticky honey bun icing all over his fingers and proceeds to play my Game Boy Advance SP without cleaning his hands off. And I, I was so shocked. I didn't, I couldn't even respond to the situation. I was just kind of like just staring in horror. It was just like one of the most traumatizing experiences of my entire life. Uh, what about you, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, no. uh, so my answer is no, by the way. My answer is no. Oh. I cannot touch my console. <laughs> uh, I was going to say I wasn't sure at first, but I actually have um, a few times like loaned out like my PlayStation 4 or something to somebody who doesn't have one, uh, who mm-hmm. is interested in some of those first-party games. And- you know, it's like ah, like I, you know, I don't want to buy the whole console, so I totally will. Uh, but thankfully, I haven't Big had any horror stories with you. Well, I, I don't know. I just try to, <laughs> I try to give back a little bit. But uh, yeah, so I'll do that. Uh, and then I just get angry when they're like, "Yeah, I played like a few minutes of this thing, and I wasn't really into it." I'm like, "I thought that was the game you were gonna love." And it's like, "That's okay. That's mm-hmm. right. They don't need to have it. They don't need to love it. It's fine." So, yes, the answer is short. Yes. <laughs> All right, Steven? Uh yeah. Well, again, massive. Yes, with a massive caveat of, my God, I wish not. Um, <laughs> so, for, first things first, I was down in my, uh, my parents had a beach house when I was a kid. Um, and we were down there, and they always used to host, like, massive Easter things. And people, heaps of people would come. And, of course, just random people come in. And, like, this, this kid came and wanted to play my GameCube at the time and corrupted my GameCube memory card, and so I lost uh, Mewtwo, which is I can't remember, is it 24 hours of multiplayer? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. So, yeah, so I lost all that. That was awesome. Your entire um, <laughs> your entire memory card. He corrupted the yeah, whole Yeah, so thing. luckily I'd only had, at the time I think it was new, so I think I might have had Melee, and I might have had Metroid Prime. So I don't think I had too many games at the time, so that was lucky. There was only that many. And then all I had to do was, you know, I had a different memory card, just leave leave my GameCube on overnight with the TV off on, on like, three stock and, and yeah. no time limit. So I got Mewtwo back. But, yeah, that was a rip. Uh, <laughs> I remember doing Second, that. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I've got a, a son who's five and loves gaming. Um, so I, I had to get him his own Switch because he would get his grubby little hands on it. And so the rule <laughs> yeah. is you have to clean your hands to play the Xbox, to play the PlayStation, to play play the Switch. So wow, you should tell Switch, my wife my that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and I got my wife her own Switch as well. So just to oh. say, like, please stop using my Switch. Nintendo loves you, dude. <laughs> please, please stop. I yeah, think well, Steven like, loves Nintendo four, too. <laughs> four, four, three DSs or something like that. Oh um. Uh, yes, mainly to play there's a Mario Party game where you can like link up a heap of DS yeah, and like play. Yeah. Super dope. Um, and then the third part is massive, massive yes. I when I bought my Switch, I lent out my Wii U, which I had Breath of the Wild on, to my mates who didn't have either, and then mm-hmm. to my brother. And unlike, oh, I played a, a few minutes. Everyone completed Breath. And like Spreading my brother word, who, hadn't played, I respect who hadn't played games in like probably five years was like, that was pretty amazing. Sick. Yeah, dude. Video games. Bringing in the lapsed gamers. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. Lord Nintendo's work. <laughs> um, uh, all right. We moved to our next question. This comes in from uh, Zach Pearson on Discord, who is Hunter Pearson's brother and also a previous guest on the podcast. Shout out, Zach. 
If you were a baseball player heading up to bat, what video game song would you want to be your walk-up song? Um, before I toss it over to you guys, um, Wes, before he left, specifically wanted me to answer this question for him. And his answer is Guile's theme. Uh, and I believe Guile's is uh, Street Fighter, right? Yeah. This is like a classic meme song. Mm -hmm. It's totally badass. Great choice, Wes. Um, yeah, uh, what about... Are, are any of you guys big baseball guys? I'm not a oh, big okay. sports guy. <laughs> cool, so I, I, basically... I watched, like, I watched about 30 seconds of baseball, right? And this is insane. Again, Japan, year 10. I'm in it. There's extra to this story that I can't tell on a podcast because it's R-rated. But okay. um, I was in our own room and I turned on the TV and Japanese baseball was on. Literally in 30 seconds, I saw a home run. And I'm like, okay, well, now I've seen. That is the. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the rest is, yeah, R-rated. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my answer is probably uh, like Rules of Nature from Revengeance. Uh... <laughs> Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's so good. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? Dude, killer pick. I just beat that game for the first <laughs> time recently. So the, amazing. Dude. Uh, it's either Never or uh, We Shall Never Surrender from Devil May Cry Ooh, 4. Or that song's one, so good, dude. Oh, good. Or yeah. One Winged Angel. Yeah. You're like, dude, the intimidation <laughs> factor on One Winged Angel. Oh, I just I'd rush the mound, dude. <laughs> I just. Yeah. What about you, Jonah? I just got I I was I was thinking of this more as like a wrestling intro and I don't even like watch wrestling but yeah, they got right. they got crazy intros and yeah. I was thinking like and just like an overdone like uh you know how uh Wind Waker has that really good intro I was thinking something like that and then they bring in like metal guitars or something but I was like nah that's lame I need to go with take control from control when you're doing the, uh, uh, what is that room? Ashtray maze. Yes. Ashtray maze. Yes. Oh yes. my Ashtray God. Maze. That is so good. That song is so good. That's part of the game. <laughs> yes. Hands down the best part of the game. All right. Well, thanks for that question, Zach. I guess it essentially turned oh, into I didn't get the what answer. is your, Oh dude, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Rewind <laughs> <laughs> time. Thanks. Um, so, my first answer, like, is the fact that, like, uh, shout out to Trey Parker and Matt Stone is to yeah. psych out the opposition, you know? So, like, my, <laughs> my first ball. thought would be to to play WAP, you know? Oh, dude. Hit, hit them with a bit of WAP. Then they're, like, yeah. you know, they're not going to be comfortable. Yeah, that's they're not, not a video game song, it. though. You're cheating. No, so so my video game song would have to be the um, the final song from Mario Odyssey. That's also mm. hype as hell. Yeah. Like, That's a man, really cool sequence. That is such a good song. Are you talking about Jump yeah. Up Superstar? <laughs> no, that's that's the middle of the game, which is also insanely good and made yeah. me cry the first time I did it. No, the, mm. the, the last one where, where you are, spoilers, Bowser. And... Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I immediately went to Jump Up Superstar. <laughs> I thought that... mm. It is a, a great song. song. All right. Well, that leaves us with our last question coming in from our Discord member, Traveling Snowman. Hello. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, what kind of game difficulties do you prefer? 
Uh, one where difficulty scales with story progression, like in The Last of Us, or more like an open world game where the game almost gets easier as you get more powerful, like in Breath of the Wild. I honestly find games that get more difficult just because the story is advancing to be very stifling to my enjoyment. Um, he probably should not play any of the Souls games. Uh, what say you? Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to kick us off, me personally, I do tend to lean into harder difficulties because, um, you know, as much as I love a lot of the stories in a lot of games, the main reason I'm playing games is to enjoy playing a game. And uh, I guess I have more fun challenging myself with the gameplay of the game than coasting through the gameplay just to get to the story. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Uh, what about you, uh, Steven? Um, my preference is no. Uh, I, I love, like, because that's the thing, like, if a, if a creator has constructed a game where mm. it's like, this is how it's played, this is how difficult it is, Metroid, Zelda, Dark Souls, anything like that, where it's like, this is the game. And then if you beat the game, and then they offer a hard mode or a master quest or whatever, so be it. And I, and I do like that, and I appreciate that, but I just prefer, it's like, this is the difficulty of the game. Super cool things, obviously. Um, RE4 has adaptive uh, difficulty. Very, very cool. Uh, also, yeah. I remember Path of Neo of all games. Like, <laughs> the start of that game is the elevator, is the, the entrance to the elevator scene uh, of the Matrix 1, and you just literally fight as many enemies as you can. And based on how many enemies you beat, they determine your difficulty level. And games like COD do it in the like t shooting range as well, like which is clever. Um, but I just I like it more organic and, and how it just says. Um, but that's the thing for me, especially. God, the backlog is insane for my life, especially because I got to catch up on the on the 360 era because I just got my Xbox. Um, so it's just like, and the biggest gripe I have with Easy is don't make AI dumb. Yeah. Easy, just make things hurt less or make accuracy worse. I don't like it how some, in some versions of games, it's just like, oh, they just can't, you know, enemies pretty much can't see you if you play on easy, which I just sure. don't respect. I just, I, and the, at the same time, I get it. It's better than, because the, the, the worst thing about, for instance, no shade on God of War, that is terrible difficulty setting. It is just <laughs> bullet sponging. It's like, because yeah. the characters do the same thing, but it's just like, Oh, if you play on oh God of War mode, it's just I I tried to start because I'm like oh I love God of War, I've played them all and I'll, I'll I'll start on God of War and just beating the first like three enemies took me like an hour and it was just like this isn't fun I shouldn't be yeah, doing that is kind no of damage I I'm Kratos it doesn't matter if I'm retired Kratos I'm still Kratos <laughs> it doesn't make any sense I really love the difficulty Punished in Kratos. Devil May Cry is there. Mm. Is it Spartan difficulty? I haven't played this game. Son of Sparta. All I know is that there's Son of Sparta. Is it like one hit both ways? Oh, that's that? um Heaven and Hell mode. You kill all that enemies in one so hit, and they cool. kill you in one hit. Yeah, very that, cool. That's, that's like just a clever way. They've got a lot of fun difficulties in Double May Cry, like ones that just make the enemies way harder, increase the number of enemies, or that rearrange the enemy placement, and then there's stuff like heaven and hell mode um and then there's fun ones there there's one that i think it's just called 
uh, Hell and Hell mode, or maybe, but it's just like where you still kill all the enemies in one hit, but they don't kill you in one hit, and it's just really fun to just oh, shoot cool. everything yeah. with your pistols. So, Definitely. yeah, shout out Devil May Cry for some cool, interesting difficulty modes. Um, yeah, well, let's just roll that right into your answer, Jimmy, because I know you're a Devil May Cry fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess for me, I understand. I think it's just a case by case basis because, like, you're, sure. uh, Steven made a really good point there about God of War. Uh, it's like, yeah, if I'm playing as Kratos, like I, I never want to play a version of that game where I I feel so underpowered for the first like few small guys like that. But also for me, I like to get to a point where I am stronger and everything else. I love a power fantasy mm-hmm. because life is just hard. And <laughs> I don't Jeez always God. like to play a game that reminds me yeah. of like that hardship. And I'm like, oh, for great. Sure. Even even my pastimes are hurt. hurt. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, that's why probably I've always um, I've loved the Devil May Cry series because those games are about being proactive and you can be powerful um, on any of those modes as long as you're like, you know, making moves and getting in the fight. And I love that. I love that so, so much. So I, I don't know if that completely answers the question, but uh, yeah, I I empathize with the whole uh, or I sympathize with the whole like you know, the scaling thing because you always you do want to feel like you're getting better. And even in Dark Souls a little bit recently, I I can feel it like you go back to some of those early areas and you're like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like crushing them uh so that's that's always nice to kind of come back to so that's what i prefer personally for sure play um ghost of tsushima anyone that's listening who hasn't played ghost of tsushima yet play it on lethal so mm-hmm. rewarding um i played from when it released it was like i was about chapter two when it released and it just made the game so much more engaging like i was playing on normal and it was just it was just a walk in the park it, it is a massive power fantasy but it just feels so much more rewarding. You're still doing, and that's the thing, on lethal, you're doing massive damage like in Devil May Cry, but again, the enemies are doing good damage to you as well because that's probably one of the biggest issues with that game is enemy AI. Rough-ish on on normal, um, other than in the duels, but man, that last duel took me a fair few goes, like it was almost a Dark Souls boss, but it just, it felt like a dance when I got it right. It was just so good. Dude. All right, well, I'll just leave to you, Jonah. Got any uh, thoughts on the matter? Um, I do. I do like like scaling difficulty because it is awesome to go back. But I mean, uh, like going back and playing the like I, a few years ago, like right after my daughter was born, we, me and my buddy, we went back and we played all of the um, uh, all of the Uncharted games because uh. I had only played two and I think I had like watched a let's play of three um, and he hadn't played any of them. So we started from one and we, this was like right before the uh, Nathan Drake collection came out. So we bought them all. He bought a PS three and we just went through and uh, played them all and putting those games on very easy and then just being a superhero with guns is the most fun yeah dude you can possibly have with those games and then the writing is just so much fun especially two i don't care what anyone says two is hands down the best uncharted game and like i think that was like four is really good four is like real close at second just because of all the gameplay and stuff that they do and the writing's really good in that one Two is so funny, dude, and just Lost being. Lost Legacy. <laughs> I only got a quarter of the way through Lost Legacy. Oh, 
I'm sorry. I was playing. I was playing oh. it with the wife, and she fell off, and so I'd never continued. Mm, big mistake. Yeah, playing games with other people. It's not smart. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is really like I, I tried to play Phoenix Wright with my wife, and so I got through half a case. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, we cleared all our community questions, so. Uh, congratulations, guys! We did it. Um, I guess Sorry uh, we kept you so long, Jimmy. Uh, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no worries at all. Um, we'll just uh, go around real quick. Everybody can plug your social media if you want, and just anything you want to plug. Um, I'll go first, and we'll go over to Stephen and then Jonah if you want to um, give any information you want to about the Discord, and then we'll let uh, Jimmy have the final word. Um, but as always, we just um, want to give a shout out to our community member, Miss Driven. He's at Miss Driven Seven One Nine on Twitter. And you can find him on Bandcamp, misdriven.bandcamp.com. And he does our intro music, uh, really fantastic. So if you're looking for anyone to put together some music like that for any of your projects, get in touch with Misdriven. Um, also, just shout out to Jimmy's streams. Just come come, come hang out in the stream. It's a jolly <laughs> good time. Come hang out with us. Um, so yeah, Stephen. I've got to give a massive shout out to a game, that I've, like, a game series that I've never actually delved into properly. But Metal Gear Solid, can you play Pacifist? Uh, yeah, you can. So, Naughty Dog, Pacifist, Uncharted, yeah. please. Oh, that'd you be interesting. You don't need to sit there and shoot 50 people. I just, like, I understand Indiana Jones kills, like, maybe five people per mm. movie. And that's it. You can even that's be all the bosses be. non-lethal on Metal Gear Solid, you know? Oh, that's like, so cool. That so is long so, ago. so cool. Yeah. Cool. Please learn. Yeah. You want to you want to plug yourself, Stephen, so oh, people yeah. can no. find you. <laughs> yeah, forget. No, I, I already did. I already did the penis joke last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go back into it. <laughs> Hi guys, my name's Jonah Gomez. You can find me at Snapling Four on Twitter. Uh, another big thank you to everyone in our community for helping me get a PS5. It's freaking incredible. Um, in another note, uh, our game club poll just ended. Uh, we will be playing Little Nightmares 2 for our March game. So if you'd like to play Little Nightmares 2 or have played Little Nightmares 2 <clears throat> and would like to join our, uh, discussion, we will be posting our um, discussion date on Twitter and in the Discord. So you can find it uh, either at the Great Game Debate Twitter or in our community, Discord community. You get the gist. Um, oh, this has been a long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jimmy, I just want to say it has been amazing to meet you i'm so glad you uh gave wes and caden the push to actually do this i've been wanting to podcast for years and they came to me and i was i was dancing around the house i was so <laughs> excited to get on board with it so thank you for giving them the push of course yeah i i just really respect the fact that you guys you're you're taking it and you're with it and you know, I might have given you the push, but you guys are continuing to do this. So I really a lot of respect to you guys for doing this. And as we talked about before the show, even and you guys have said, 
you've had some kind of mishaps and things, but you keep on going. Mm -hmm. Like that's the biggest thing. That's just life. Consistent. Yeah. Going with stuff. So yeah, dude, it's just, it's a pleasure to meet all of you guys. You guys are great. This is so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Like we were talking about earlier, if you've made it this far into the show, thank you so much. That's amazing. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Thank you guys for, you know, having me, like I said before, but want to see more of my stuff uh i have a youtube channel called critical reviews and uh you can find me on twitter at jimmy good 013 or we also have one for the um, critical reviews which is the act go critical yeah i do a weekly podcast over there do a bunch of other videos and stuff and uh, yeah i had uh, caden and wes on so if you want to see them on another podcast you know you can go back and watch that one too but uh, i man if you want to help me and support me this week the best way you can do it comment on this video or tell some friends about it just like we just share it around like that would be a huge thing because like these guys are doing good work and uh i just want to pay that forward and it, you guys sound like you have a wonderful community i mean they got you a playstation 5 like that I, is incredible to, like that's I'm, shocking i'm like i'm so blown away dude i'm so blown <laughs> like, away oh my gosh dude he's, get, he's getting his pandemic like playstation i know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh so i appreciate you guys having me thank you so so much it was so much fun for me Awesome. Well, that's all from us, guys. Um, So, as always, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.